Great fried potatoes. One potato, two potatoes, three potatoes, four, five potatoes, six potatoes, seven potatoes, more. One potato, two potatoes, three potatoes, four, five potatoes, six potatoes, seven potatoes, more. Potatoes. Welcome to the Potato League Podcast with your hosts, Dan and Tom. Thanks, DJ. Thanks, DJ. Welcome to episode 213 of Potato League Podcast. We just watched the, or rewatched, I guess, Suicide Squad trailer. I was just kidding last week when I mentioned Starro. And there he is. <laughs> and there's Starro. Yep. Uh, I don't know. I, w- I don't know uh, most of the people in that trailer. That's with good reason. Yeah. Um, I know there's, there's a couple. I'm like, I, I don't know who the fuck that is. But I mean, even like John Cena's Peacemaker is not a well-known character. Neither I at is least, blood, you know, blood sport. I at least kind of recognize that helmet. Well, it's because it's a fucking I've, goofy ass. Yeah, because I've seen it. But otherwise, no. The only other one that I'm uh, King Shark, obviously, yeah. and uh, Polka Dot Man is <laughs> in some of the animated stuff. But otherwise, I, I love that they've included Polka Dot Man. I hope he survives to the end. <laughs> Because, I mean, you, I mean, it's the Suicide Squad. You know that a bunch of them are just going to get... Yeah. This isn't going to be, like, the first Suicide Squad where, like, the one character that you know... Because he has, like, no lines. Right. And isn't even really featured in any of the trailers. Right. You know that dude's going to die. Because um, it's the beginning of... And hopefully, it's just like uh, in any... Uh, you got to see Uncle Ben die. You've got to see uh, uh, Martha die. Mm-hmm. If, if it's a suicide squad thing, you have to see at, one, one, at least one person try to break the rule and yeah, have the get thing their head blown, blown off. Um, uh, <clears throat> it was KG Beast in the Arkham movie. <laughs> in, uh, I don't even remember. What, I can't remember what his fucking name was. I can't either. He climbed really good or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I can't I remember know. what his name was. Slipknot. Yes, there you go. Yes. Uh yeah, you've got a wide variety. My mine, my guess is, oh, Christ, I can't remember the name of the guy. But it's the guy Nathan Fillion's playing, whose superpower is to be able to take his own arms off oh, yeah. and beat you with them. Um, he is an old Legion of Superheroes But you couldn't reject. do both at the same time. No, you have to at least <laughs> hold on to one, unless yeah. you're really good with your feet. Yeah. But yeah, that was his whole shtick, is he could take off his arms and hit you with them. And maybe that's the whole kind of what your point is the, uh, maybe that's the whole point of this huge cast and also a bunch of people where are fringe at best characters rat catcher two is not that, the first rat catcher rat catcher two is in this is that james gunn is planning on living up to it and actually like you said the, the first one you know that slipknot's dead but that's a bit about it yeah uh i'm guessing huge chunks of these people are are wow. Not I think it. the over-under is half. Yeah. I that mean, would be... I w- if half of them don't die, I will be incredibly surprised. I mean, unless it's... I mean, Harley's not going to die. No. Flag's probably not going to die. Everyone else is fair game. Everyone oh, else Cena is fair isn't game. because there's... You, oh, there, there's a the show. Th- yeah, he's got a show coming out. On um, Hulu? No, HBO. Because it's Warner Brothers property. Oh, yeah. Um, Other than those... But then again, you never know, he could die, and this could be a prequel. Because uh, he's never really been a... I can't remember if he's actually ever been a member of the Suicide Squad. 
because he was a he was a Charlton hero. He came from the same universe as like Blue Beetle and oh. all of those guys. Yeah. Um. When DC picked them up in the early '80s, so it's not like he's even had a long, lengthy, you know, DC career. And I know he shows up in Crisis on Infinite Earths a few times because I've been reading that. Yeah. But other than that, I'm like I couldn't tell you anything. Any he, he had a mini series. I remember he had a mini series. But other than that, I have no idea what else he's been in. So would this be is Booster Gold in that same? Yeah. No, no, no. Booster Gold is not. No. Booster Gold was created in the eighties. Because I'm thinking, I'm just thinking of uh, all. Well, the po- polka dot man reminded me of uh, Brave and the Bold, and Brave and the Bold had. That's where I've seen a lot of these. Oh yeah. Uh, that, I that, have. that that could because it was cartoons. Yeah, so, and it was know. silly. Yeah. So. Um, but Booster Gold is in that, and Blue Beetle's in that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I think the reason for, uh, or maybe the reason for su- the, such a huge cast of unknowns. But, uh, again, uh, when they s- announced Guardians of the Galaxy and... Yeah, this is, this is James Gunn's wheelhouse right here. Yeah. This is like him... This is the perfect movie for him to do in a yeah. DC world. Just... Let him take all the fucking weird shit and let him do whatever he wants with it. And you're, there's no way that movie isn't enjoyable. There's just yeah, no and he doesn't, and he's not, because uh, he kind of has horror roots, mm-hmm. right? Oh, or, yeah. or, or trauma. Or, yeah, yeah. So Lloyd Kaufman has appeared in most all of his movies in some way. Or so he uh, can now not so much the horror, but the. The tone and the gore and stuff like that, because, I mean, you see a guy get yeah. ripped in half. <laughs> Interesting side note about Lloyd Kaufman, because I forgot to talk about it last week. He appears in the last Blockbuster documentary, yeah, where he's just basically, fuck a Blockbuster. I hate those <laughs> suck cocksuckers, they can all die. Because, famously, they would never let him put any of his movies in Blockbuster. Because huh. Blockbuster was very, I mean, they famously never did porn. Yep. But if it got, like, an NC-17 rating, it didn't. I mean, the whole reason I think unrated exists is because Blockbuster would not take NC-17 films. Yeah. So they would release director's cuts as unrated on video, and Blockbuster would accept them. Yeah, they... For all the love and romance that Blockbuster gets now that they're, you know, been gone for actually not that long, the majority of them. But people... Blockbuster still kind of sucked at times. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, any... Any big... Company. Yeah, it's still a corporation. Yeah, it still sucks. I mean, your favorite company sucks. Your favorite store sucks. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Probably your favorite director, your, superstar, yeah. actor, athlete. They probably suck sucks in some way. Uh, just find the ones that suck the least, I guess. Yeah, but all in all, I mean, <laughs> even James Gunn, who was famously fired from Disney for making past... I can't remember if it was pedophilia or necrophilia that he, was, that he had made jokes about. Yeah, for a while he was trying to be a shock comic yeah. type, yeah, hot takey type guy. Didn't go well for him. No, did not did not come off well. Uh, yeah, this is right up his alley. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I hope he gets to do another one. I would like to see him continue to play in both movie verses. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like there's that hard line that there seemed to be in the past of. Well, well, just the fact that like you know, um, Idris Elbus is in this. Yeah. He was in Thor. Sure. And, <laughs> well, and uh, Polka Dot Man was in Ant-Man. And, and, and uh, Dark Knight. And Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, Hollywood is only so big when it exactly. comes to like marquee exactly. names. And so. once you start talking about twenty something movies, mm-hmm. it's gonna happen. Like, yeah, the more the more new characters you introduce, eventually you're gonna get more and more right. more in both. Right. Um, Which is fine. Yeah, I, it, people I aren't think, as dumb as Hollywood executives think they are. No, exactly. That's what I was gonna say. It, it, give people some credit that they can accept that Chris Evans could possibly be two different Marvel characters mm-hmm. in his lifetime. And I think that's also, uh, I was listening to, I listened to the How Did This Get Made, because they did the Snyder Cut this week. They said a lot of the same things we did. Yeah, I, I, I'm about two-thirds of the way. I just yeah. got to second opinions. Yeah. Um, but what they were saying is that it, it feels like DC, at least, is is finally in the place where they're trusting you to understand that the Robert Pattinson Batman is not the same as the Ben Affleck Batman. Yeah. And and they're basically said what we we have said before, like, that's what comics are. There are five yeah. different Batmans going on at any given time or more. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry, but if you don't know that they're different, yeah. then that's on you. Yeah. You can't <laughs> right. fucking ask a nerd. If you go into the Robert Pattinson Batman uh, Batman and and you're like where's Henry Cavill then yeah like I mean I can understand that being like confusing to someone say Tilly's age but considering I guess she was guessing the murderers sure. in Clue I'm <laughs> guessing she's not going to be confused by it uh, good segue yeah <laughs> uh, we watched Clue this week uh, I hadn't seen it in years I man. haven't seen it since I was probably ten yeah, so much that it's... I don't remember a single thing about it I remembered certain things um, I remembered the ending but i couldn't remember how it got there but yeah i mean i was probably colin's age the last time Mm -hmm. i saw it um but we got we've been buying board games uh for the past couple months we'll buy you know every couple weeks we'll buy a board game and uh so far well they've they've all been pretty big hits but but clue was a really big hit Mm -hmm. uh and i had come across it on amazon i guess wherever it was that we watched it uh, that it was on Amazon Prime, and I said to Robin, I said, Clue is on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Do you think the kids would like it? Because it's like, it's not animated, yeah. and it's old. Like, usually, it's a tough sell for kids. Yeah, they're usually, Tilly will usually be like, no, and she <laughs> does not, and she'll leave. Um, but she was excited about the idea that it was mm-hmm. the board game. She she loved it. They both they both really That's liked awesome. it. But like Tilly was laughing, <laughs> and she was like, "You said she's guessing who was she's going to start watching serial it. killer documentaries yeah, any day now." Like, who's the murderer? Is he the one that's going to get murdered? <laughs> uh, and yeah, and uh, the I mean, it's got a great cast. Oh yeah, uh, Madeline Kahn is so funny in that movie, and I had forgotten. Haven't been looking for, but she died like twenty years ago. Oh, yeah, uh, she died in the night, like ninety nine or something like that. Um, but man, she's funny in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I was I was shocked that the the kids liked it as much as they did. I mean, it's short. It's not a. It's not, it's like a ninety minute film. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. yeah. It's I just over pretty quickly. The only thing that always sticks with me about that because it's more like Hollywood lore now than anything else is that they shot like three different endings for it. Yeah, you see them all. Yeah, 
But when they released it to theaters, you did not. Oh, right. They released certain endings to different territories. So if you lived in Los Angeles, you got a different ending than people living in New York. Right. Than people living in Texas. (sighs) Coffee's here. Pause. All right, we're back. Uh, Robin has been talking for a couple days now about this. I've already forgotten the name of it. Charlie 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 Cold Cold Foam at Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, So... Today, she decided that she was going to... Well, we were going to get one. Day. Yeah, today was the day to go get one. Um, initially, well, what happened is she was going to get it last night, and I don't remember why she didn't. Uh, I think she just got a regularized coffee. doesn't matter, because um, we stopped at Dunkin' Donuts yesterday after furniture shopping. <laughs> That's just... It's awful. That's It's not as bad as car shopping, but it's pretty fucking close. Yeah. Because um, yeah, at least now you could order a car online and they'll fucking drop it off. That's what house. we're gonna do. That's what we're gonna try. Have you have you looked into this at all? I, 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 I'm serious. Briefly, but everyone like all the reviews that you see on our online, people are like this is fucking great. Yeah, this that's what I'm gonna do. I've been I've I've been looking on Vroom <laughs> for months. Um, it's just so much easier to get exactly what you want because yeah. it's nationwide. They just drive it. They just bring it yeah. to you. And as someone like myself who really doesn't give a fuck about cars. Right. Like, at all. I'll yep. drive whatever's going to get me from point A to point B. It, I mean, Christ, I drove a Geo Tracker for years. So that should say a lot. Yep. Um, for the most part, I just don't care. So if it's something that simple, yeah, sign me up. Go right ahead. It's, and the, because there's no dealership and stuff, it is cheaper. You can get a better, you yeah, know. You don't well, that's pay the all the middle people. That's the difference between furniture and cars. The furniture industry is set up to be confusing by it's very nebulous who's making the furniture and you'll see the same stuff at different places and, or sorry, you won't see it. There's no uniformity to it. Like you'll go to a different place and it'll look like a similar couch, but it won't be exactly the same and it'll have a different name. Uh, Whereas, you know, a a Buick Enclave is a Buick Enclave no matter where you buy it. So it's easier to kind of trust it sight unseen like, because I've basically just been looking to get a newer one of what we have mm. now, and I don't need to drive it. Yeah. As long as it's not, you know, and you can, and with all the information that's available now, as far as you know, title searches and yeah. stuff like that, and all that stuff is right on on Vroom. Um. <clears throat> yeah, and they offered me more than I way more than I was expecting for my car, and they'll just come get it. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, because going to car lots. Because I remember the one time I bought a new car. It was when I was with Amy, and we had just... Our car had been in an accident. Like, someone had T-boned me and ruined yep. the car. Um, And the settlement for that basically paid off the remainder of that. Sure. So I was... And I was able to bargain from a position most people can't go in. Whether I was like, I can't afford any down payment. And they were like, well, how about this? I'm like, no. Yeah. I'm like, literally... This is what I make. This is what I have in my savings account. I can pay every car. I can pay a car payment every month, no problem. I've got that covered, but I don't have two grand in the bank right now. Right. So, no. So every time they'd come at me with a deal, I was just like, nope. If it's a down payment, no, I'm not doing it. And even then, with finding a car that I wanted and I could afford within. A half hour of being there. We were still at that fucking place for like three and a half hours. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like... I was... The the last one that we... uh, When we got Robin's car... 
a year ago last fall. Uh, yeah, I was I was getting hot. Like, oh yeah, I'm like, can you imagine how much longer this would have taken if we were able to afford a little bit more or make a different deal or because I, I told them like, nope, this is I want this at this that base price. I you know fucking extras don't come at me with a fucking undercoat, William right. H Macy. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't afford any of that. So don't fucking do that. And even then, it was still three and a half hours. I have to be really... I'm very polite in public. I'm not one of those type yeah. of people that's like... Mm-hmm. like. Yeah. I will I will be far too nice for far too long. Mm-hmm. That's And Robin's worse than me. Yeah. Like, I am until you... Yeah, like, until you get to that point, and then you're like, oh, it's fucking on now. Yeah, because at some point, he started going over... It was worse than undercoat. I can't... It was something like... And electronic system wiring insurance or something like that. And he's like, what are your thoughts on that? I said, I just want to move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just kind of stared at him. Yeah, and if, if, I, if we don't start signing shit, I'm yeah, I And I never do anything yeah. like that. I'm not trying to sound like a tough guy because I do not do that. Yeah. Like, I will eat crappy food at a restaurant before I'll say something. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's got to be, you got, I've got to be really irritated to say something. Because I, I know, because the way I th- always think of it is like, this person's just doing their job, mm-hmm. and or like this yeah. way. It, this it's not this waitress's fault that something you know yeah. whatever's wrong with the food. It's not this car salesman's fault. And that, even though I do think that used car salesmen are just a breed, yeah, slightly he, below human. Yeah, because um, you have to be a special type of person to just want to take everybody. I mean, and th- that was the other thing too. Is like the guy who sold us the car wasn't from here. Oh yeah, they were having like some sort of event where they yeah. would bring up people. So the guy was literally like the guy who talked to us about all the cars he wasn't the same one who sat down with us because he at that point he had to hand it over someone i'm like no can you bring him back yeah because he was literally like listen he's like i'm from fucking florida they brought me up here for the weekend because they're having this big sale i don't care what you fucking buy (laughs) and that's what he as soon as he said that i'm like (laughs) i had the leo point going i'm like him let's talk to fucking him because again he's like as long as you buy something i'm getting a commission yeah. Buy, buy what you want. I don't care because two more days, I'm gone. <laughs> I'm, they they move me to another one. Well, and you just said the magic word that that uh, both car buying and furniture buying have in common. It's the commission. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like buying things. Yeah. From people that are getting a commission. Same thing with a house. Oh yeah. Like I mean, not that you're buying a house every couple of years, but some people might. Uh, oh oh yeah. When we when we bought our house sucks. in Dover, we thought about it. We're like. He literally showed us two houses. This was the yeah. first one we put an offer down on, and it took a month. That guy just made a great commission for essentially doing nothing. Yeah. And oh my gosh, Andrea made the mistake because he—it's also the guy he works in town at another loca- at a like another place, and she just casually mentioned to him that we're thinking of maybe selling and moving. He started calling her. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Every other day, like, oh, I've got people who might want it. It's like. Why'd you do that? <laughs> I, I don't want him calling. I don't, I mean, I'm glad it's not a house phone. I'm glad it's just your cell phone. Right. I mean, you earned this one, dear. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And I remember like when I worked at um, the shoe store, we didn't work on commission. Everyone assumed we did. Yeah. So every time I wreck, cause you'd get people who'd like, well, I need this kind of support and this and this and this and this. And I run 300 miles a week and I do this and, and I'm like, okay, well you're going to need an upper end shoe. Yeah. You're probably going to be looking at like an Air Max type of thing. Yeah. Oh, you're just trying to upsell me because you're on commission. 
It's like, no, it's because I don't want to put you in the Reebok Classic that costs $39 that you're going to run through in a month. Buy what you want to buy, dude. And that's that's usually why, like, I I am not a good salesman. I'm not. I can talk a good fucking game. Yeah. If, again, if I wanted to be a good salesman, I could be. Yeah. Fucking don't because I don't like them. No. (laughs) And I don't want to be that person. But my sales were usually the highest every month at the shoe store. Because I went in the with the, just buy what you want. I don't care. Yeah. You need this and you need that in a size seven. I'll go grab it right now. Whatever you like, you can't decide what you want. This I kind of like this one better for what you need. But again, buy what you want. Yep. And so, while other salesmen at the store would be with a customer for like an hour, trying to upsell them into bigger shit. Why I don't know. Right. Like you're gonna get some sort of kudos. Yeah. Oh, I, there was there was like the holy grail. Like you could you'd, you'd make the back wall if you made a three hundred dollars sale. Cool. Okay. I was on there like eight different times, mostly for selling like large families forty dollars shoes. Well, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> like in order at a, at a shoe store, a three hundred dollars sale is multiple pairs of shoes. So that requires. It's not like you talk someone into a yeah. Two hundred dollar pair of Air Maxes. You well, that, still need to sell well, more shit. Well, that's the thing. They would try it on the people who would come in, who are like big time runners or whatever. Yeah, and were want one to buy two pairs of shoes. Yeah, so they were like, oh, if I can get them to buy two hundred two two of the hundred and fifty dollars shoes, I'm on that wall. Right, and I'm just like, I'm gonna be over here with this family of six. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna spend just as much time as you are, and my sales is gonna fucking double yours because I don't care what they buy. <laughs> the the kids are all getting ones that are thirty nine ninety nine. Yep. <laughs> Parents might get ones that are 60 to 70. Yeah. Guess what? I'm going up on that wall without <coughs> any fucking effort. And, yeah. So when people were always like, oh, commission sales, I'm like, no. It's always worth it to buy the good stuff, though. It is. I have found. I don't buy and The only... Uh, I used to buy... Um, I can't even wear Air Maxes anymore. I never could. I never could. They just... The only ones I can wear now are the Pegasus. Mm. Um Nope. You, you you see my feet every day. Yeah. I'm wearing my Adidas indoor soccer shoes because they're the ones that are the perfect width for my feet and the perfect arch support. Does it help that they're cool? Yeah, it does. But, I yeah, if I put in on a pair of, like, um, Andrea's nephew is always getting, like, the Kyrie's or whatever. Yeah. Huge, like, $150 shoes. Ugly as fuck. Yeah, are. see, I don't care about the ones that are expensive because they're fashiony. Yeah, I like the ones that are expensive because they're like they're run they're for runners. Yeah, uh, because I need the like the Pegasus especially. I I've been buying the Pegasus. I think my first pair of Pegasuses, Pegasi, Pegasuses, <laughs> uh, was around the twenty six. The Peg- and I think they're the, my newest pair of thirty eights. Mm. So. Lots of versions. Oh, yeah. Um, but now they kind of have, they have a, I'm like 6'1 in these things. <laughs> they have quite a... Yeah, they're... They didn't used to, though. I And they also, they used to have like a wider base and like the the sole of the shoe almost kind of clawed out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now it's kind of the opposite of that. And I, I, I mean, I, I have not, obviously not fallen over or anything. It's <laughs> not like wearing high heels. But you kind of feel that way because it wedges into a point at the back. Yeah, my latest, because for the longest time I also wore like Adidas Trail Runners. Yeah. Because similar fit. But yeah, they, they, they're they to the point now where I'm just like, am I trying to run up a wall? 
with these, why do they flare out like mm. six inches? <laughs> you know? Yeah. They look almost like suction cups. Well, the, you mentioned that that's the uh, the the Pegasus ones that I had that that had that kind of were the pe- were the trails. They were like mm. the, the you know the whatever number thirty one trails. Mm. Um, but I did really like those. And when I first started buying the Air Maxes, I loved them. And then I can't remember what year it was, because they go by year, right? Yeah, I think so. I don't remember what year it was that it, it just, they changed something and then I just couldn't wear them anymore. Yeah. Like they, the way it hugged my foot, it was like too much. Yeah. Um, I'm at the age now where like my favorite things to wear are my fucking Adidas Saj sandals. Yeah. I'm like happy we're back to that weather almost, where I can just put on my sandals all fucking day. That's... Because again, I have these Crocs on most of the time. Yeah. Well, I, these are I only wear these inside, but I mean, uh, I was gonna, I think I'm gonna buy an outside pair this summer, um, and just wear them all the time. Yeah. I'm at that age. Yep. I don't give a shit. Exactly. <laughs> Sho- shoes are for the young. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Caring about what they look like is. Yeah. I'm like, as long as I never get to the age where I'm like, I need those giant brick fucking New Balances. Yeah. That oh. is like, which yeah. is like the preferred old man shoe. Well, I, I think no matter what, you can, uh, I don't care how basic you go, you can still get something that doesn't look ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, and, and yeah, New Balance is I pretty much... I say that after f- saying I New I Balance is pretty much Crocs. famed for just looking as awful as possible. Yeah. Because, again, we sold those all the time at the shoe store because they were the only things that came in, like, 4E. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they were, like, the widest shoes you could find. And we sold quite a bit of them, but every year I'm just like... Do they not have a single person on their design team that is like, this is ugly. It just looks like a it looks like a shoebox on your foot. Proud boys love them. Do they? I think so. Oh god. Isn't that, reason, isn't that it could thing? very well be. Did Another I just reason not Did to I just them. slander New Balance? I think so. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up New Balance and White Supremacy. <laughs> See, let's see what comes up. See what comes. It up. wouldn't surprise me because that just seems like it. That would go with their fucking polo shirts. Oh, I'm not getting any Googles. I, I might have just slandered them. Neo Nazis. Neo Nazis. Sorry, have declared yep. uh, New Balance their official. And that's from uh, the Washington Post. Yeah. Well, one thing that I loved. It was a few years ago when Richard Spencer was still a thing. Um, he declared that Depeche Mode was the official band of like Proud Boys. <laughs> And, like, the lead singer of Depeche Mode was like, you do realize we're a bunch of home, we're a bunch of yoga-loving queers, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> who, are into song, who are into electro music. Like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they, I mean, they then came out and officially denounced, like, oh we, we do not want to be Richard Spencer's favorite band. <laughs> but of, like, of it's just all wild. the bands to choose. Sometimes that's why I think... It's like we're living in an episode of Veep. It's like we lived. Yes. In, it's like we lived in an episode of Veep for four years. Because like, dipshit would play Macho Man at his fucking rallies. Yeah. And all those fucking rednecks are just yeah cheering and screaming like yeah children at a at a fucking Wiggles concert. Yeah. <laughs> and. Yeah, too macho man. <laughs> yep, and it's that's not ironic. Yeah, no, it's all they're all taking it super seriously and yeah. like, 
Yeah. What the fuck is going on? It's I, it's it, yeah. It, it blows it's, my mind. It's, it was absurdist to the point of like this can't be real. But, but it and is. It, it would be one thing if it was a one-off. Yeah. But it and, was yeah. They played it, and then all of a sudden people went. Uh, sir, Guys, this is this is a picture of the village people. Yeah, <laughs> is this what you want to play at your rallies? <laughs> and like w- when they're saying macho man, it's not quite the way that you're envisioning yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it's just bananas yeah. to me. I mean, I've I've still never understood their the rights far love with fucking born in the USA. Well, but, well, they don't. They've never listened to the lyrics, is what it is, yeah. or they don't understand them. I mean, it's not that they're hard yeah, to understand. But I mean, it's like, pretty well spelled out. Something like you know, macho man is like. That's the easiest version of it. And the other one, Fortunate Son. Oh, I know. Are you shitting me? <laughs> it, see, that, that's the one That's the one where it's like, come, this is a joke, right? Like someone on his staff's fucking with him. That's, no, yeah. they did it every night. Mm-hmm. It just reminded me, oh, I'm trying, I'm trying, I, can't, I doubt I'll be able to find the article right now. But like, do you even know what that song's about? Uh, but like a member of Congress right now. Is trying to introduce like the Seuss Act, where which will make it illegal to cancel children's books. Okay, and I'm just like, so you're you, the 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 party of the free market Mm -hmm. is going to specifically tell somebody, cat, you're going to specifically tell somebody they have to keep publishing a book, right, even if it doesn't sell. Like you that feels to, that feels like government interference to me. Yeah, that that kind of feels like that isn't free market will sort it out. It, I mean, we shouldn't expect anything less from the party of fucking Ted Cruz at this point. Wild, but wild. I love the stuff from the this weekend with him hiding in the fucking bushes down at, on the border. I love the <laughs> uh, the pictures they chose to use. Yeah, like you think this makes you look good? Yeah, like again, it's like. Yeah, is someone is like him in the tank top? It's like the one where he's I, my favorite one is like from from below, which is always it's always good yeah. to shoot uh, overweight people from below. Yeah, and, unless you're Megan <sighs> Fox, no one should be shot from below. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so he's standing there with his fucking tucked in khaki shirt, his fucking huge beer gut hanging, pointing at the fucking fence, and I'm like, is someone someone on his staff hates him? Yeah, that this oh. was the picture they posted. <laughs> from everything I've heard, <laughs> yeah. yes, yeah, they're just. Almost. Any, I mean, what did McCain say? If he, if Ted Cruz dropped dead on the floor of the Senate, no one would say a word or something like that. Yeah. I well, I mean, just just the fact that when he escaped to uh, Cancun, for, to Cancun, it was someone in his wife's oh own yeah text group turned yeah. him in on that. So if like your family's friends, the people that you would go on vacation with, are like. Well, that's here you like, go, guys. <laughs> Take it. That is such a. I mean, at the end of the day, what the fuck was Ted Cruz going to do? But yeah. that's not the point. To to the fact that he's been a public figure as long as he has, mm-hmm. and to not understand the optics of that, is mind blowing to me. But here's the thing: they don't have to. We're at the point now yeah. where, with certain individuals, it just doesn't matter. Trump proved it. Yeah, he could have done anything he. People still think he's the toughest guy on the planet. I know, that blows my mind too. It, I don't understand. Where do you get that? Yeah. What about him? He's not a retired... Makes you think A that. retired football player who got into polit- politics or anything like... He, he's... Yeah. What makes you think... I don't understand. It, it's, it blows... It yep. continues to blow my mind. Uh, 
movies. Let's talk about movies. <laughs> For the love of all, right. Speak, all that's good and all. Speaking of tough guys, this because this has blown everybody's mind who, who I've talked about it this week. Um, I'm watching the Twilight Saga. Jesus. Yeah. Um, I, reason, I saw that you watched the yeah. first one. Is the this, reason is it your why, first viewing? Not of the first one. Okay. It will be a first viewing of everything else. Okay. Um, I listened to the, the podcast, the Faculty of Horror podcast, uh, which has, you know, um, Andrew Subasati and Alexander West. One is the editor-in-chief of Remorque Magazine. The other is, like, a scholarly writer on horror. They know their shit. They're incredibly, incredibly smart women. Um, both, you know, dyed-in-the-wool feminists. So I've always wanted to hear their opinion on this movie, because... Quick well, question. Well, yes. Have you... Have you seen the the um, the pitch meeting for Twilight? No, I have not. Okay, um, I'll search that okay. while you're talking. I mean, Twilight has long been a punching bag. It's an easy punching bag. It's the type of joke comedians don't make anymore because it's the easy laugh. Um, Robin and I watched it when it. Why can I not spell Twilight? I tried to spell sw- Twy and Light at the same mm-hmm. time. Uh, Although it didn't know what I was doing. Oh, there it is, with their Google eyes, yeah. Um, I've never understood why they do that. Why do they do the eyes like that? I don't know. Is it just so that you There's a lot of attention. Spot? There's a lot of focus on their eyes in the movie. No, Maybe. but this, oh. is, this is every pitch meeting. That's oh. what they do. I, I don't know. I don't understand it. But Could anyway, be. I'm just going to pause right here. Um, so they, they, <sighs> they, they took on the movie, and they brought up some really, really great points about it. Um, mostly that... As much as much as that, and they will fully admit they're not good movies. They're terrible books. Well, the the movies, the thing that I was most surprised by, considering how much money they made and considering what a big deal they were, is how cheap they look. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and again, I say this only seeing the first one. Yeah, Robin and I were like, "Oh my god, this looks like shit." The baseball scene, especially. Oh, it's yeah. that's one of the that's one of the greatest movie scenes of all time. <laughs> yeah. On. Um, you you cannot take your eyes off it. No, um, and and that that happens to a lot of, like, because again, I watched it once back when it first came out, and I was I went into it super fucking cynical as it was. Oh sure, I was you know I was thirty three, thirty four when that came out or so. So of course I was I knew everything. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, this is stupid. This is bullshit. Whatever. I couldn't say too much of that because my girlfriend at the time fucking loved it. Um. I never understood the appeal of it because I'm like, this is date, you know, she's dating an asshole. He's controlling. He fucking watches her sleep. All this. He's all the, 80 years older than her. Yeah. And, and and the faculty of horror actually goes into that. It's like, well, there's actually some kind of pedophilic overtones to this. Sure is. Um, And, and they, they don't shy away from a lot of the obsessive stuff. They're like, you know, they're not good. This is not a good role model for a relationship. But then again, she's like, but again, as a young girl, we all fall for that guy. Yeah. So the fact that as a pop culture thing that everybody is ultimately condemning it for that to the point where like it receives harsher criticism. And this is what they brought up. It's like, think of if you, if you're a guy out there, think about a movie as you wa- you watched Were the men always great characters. And I'm like, well, fuck, I grew up on like revenge of the nerds. You know, yeah, and but that, that, that you movie, gotta, you got to take stuff in its time. Like yeah. that, Revenge of the Nerds would not, no. would not make it in what two thousand eight nine. Yeah, did this no. come out? But they also, it's like 
they were also like, I think it got unfairly maligned because it was the first, and I think this is probably true, one of the first like fully female dominated pop culture things. Yeah. Um, that had never really happened before. And like they, they talk about like uh, the San Diego Comic Con thing where fucking nerd fanboys fucking rampaged for days because Twilight was having a Hall Uh-oh. H thing. Um, you know, a lot of gatekeeping involved as with anything that men run. Um, so after, after listening to that, I mean, they did like a two hour podcast, which is like twice as long as they usually do for a single movie. Um, but it just, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll rewatch it. I've only ever watched the first one and I just dismissed everything else out of hand. Um, I feel like I'm probably going to be right. <laughs> uh, cause the, the first one I gave a two and a half. It's, it's not as bad as I remembered. There's some awful shit in it. Yeah. But sure is. for consumer entertainment, mass consumer entertainment, it's fine. It's not great. It's fine. I can think of a whole lot worse Adam Sandler films that get passes. You know, that we don't fucking... I don't know that they do. Do they, though? I don't think it... it I don't think... It could just be because he puts out another one every fucking year, too. But, I mean... I mean, the people that like it... It's, it's just like Twilight. The people yeah. that like it, like it. The people that don't think it's fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. And, frankly, those people are right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have, I have made it through the second one. New Moon. Did you? I did. Huh. Um, you've that, gone further... You've gone deeper into the Twilight that universe That to a two-star. Uh-oh. Um, I think they only get worse. I think they do. I can I can latch on to a few of the like I like the guy who plays Bella's dad. Um, how many um, how many movies are there? Five five movies? total. Okay. the The last movie is a two parter. Well, Break, yeah, Breaking Dawn one and two. You got to do that. Um, the uh, worst the the, wor- the 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 part that Andrea got a big kick out of this for because we were listening to the podcast on the way down to Portland. Um, these films aren't streaming anywhere. Really? Yeah. Which it was shocking. I had to go into Bull Moose and buy these. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, you probably could have just to, to video those. Three of them I found for 97 cents, though. Oh, okay. Um, they had like a 97 cent bin, which was awesome because some of them were unopened still. But this was the fun, This was the part <laughs> that she's like, this is your sickness right here, Dan. I got parts one, two, and four in the 97 cent bin. All were the two disc special feature editions. Oh, so now you've got to get the two disc special feature editions of the Part three. They had a two ninety seven edition that was single disc bare bones. They you, had you paid ten bucks for the good one, didn't you? I paid five ninety seven. Yeah, for the two disc special edition one that fit fits in with the rest. Right. I still haven't bought the fifth one yet because I couldn't bring myself to do it. Uh, and thankfully, I bought these at a bull moose that wasn't my regular one. <laughs> so they don't know you because it would have been a shame purchase. I have a niece. I'm doing a paper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a research paper on something. Um. But yeah, I, I am now, I won't say proud owner, but I, I am the owner of four out of the five right now. Soon, I, I will purchase the fifth at some point. Um, but yeah, I, I, only... I, I can see them becoming... Although, uh, Dakota Fanning is in part two. She's yes. fucking terrifying. Watching well, Dakota Fanning, like, just stare. She's a good actress. Yeah. Does she do anything? No. No. Mostly uh, just stares uh... and talks. But also Michael Sheen is in part two, and he is terrible in his role. Also playing a very starey, oh yeah, regal vampire. He's the big bad. Yeah, yeah. He the Voltari. Yeah, he's the big bad through the whole the rest of the series. Yeah. Um, who plays Bella's dad? Who is that? 
Oh, Billy something or other. I can't remember. I he's feel like I'm He's a character actor guy. I feel like I'm picturing who it is, but... Looks like just a down-home boy mustache. He, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm is, sure isn't he like the sheriff or something yeah, like that? Yeah, he's also the town sheriff. Yeah. Do you want to watch the pitch meeting? Yes, let's pause right. watch the pitch meeting. So that yeah. was 100% accurate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, Do they look like high school stones? No, no. they're very clearly in their 20s. Yeah. <laughs> then and, why are they at high and school? And one of them, because I noticed it right away, like one of them looks like he is constantly pissing himself. <laughs> and I'm like, why is he always looking like that? It was because he's a brand new vampire. So and are they resisting the urge to... The bloodlust, yes. So that's why he has to stare wide-eyed all the time and look like he's desperately trying not to piss his pants. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to say it's overacted would be an understatement. Um, it's... And like, this has Anna Kendrick in it. As an yeah. idiot. She's so... she's like Talked about it at the pitch meeting, how every girl automatically wants to be like her best friend. Yeah. And I will point this out. That is one of Bella's best traits... Is she is constantly rooting for her friends. Of course, it's for, for her Bella. friends to hook up with other dudes. Well, but still, she's supportive of them attempting success it. Success is success. And she buys from local bookstores. Good for her. Because she has to. She wants to buy Fuck a book. you, of, Bezos. She wants to buy a book on vamp on like vampire lore. So instead of going to like a chain bookstore, she finds it at a smaller bookstore. No bam for her. Nope. Nope. I'm like, you go, Bella. Buy local. Um, but yeah, there's like I said. There will be no convincing anyone ever that these are good movies. Um, no. Do I understand a little bit better now probably why people love them as much as they do? Yeah, because we love some pretty stupid shit, too. Eddie and the Cruisers is not a great film by any means, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, but Eddie and the Cruisers didn't wasn't a billion-dollar franchise. No. No. Uh, Should this these is... movies have been better? Oh yes, and yeah, for the but well, I think it was it had to have been a conscious decision. Like, well, it doesn't matter. This is what I actually learned about in this podcast. Um, the amount of control that Stephanie Myers had over the films mm. is irresponsible. Yeah, <laughs> like there's only one black vampire in, in like the first movie at all. We just saw him. Yeah, and he w that was only allowed because he was the villain. Because she wanted to cast, because like the Cullens are not, they're all adopted family members. Right. They're not true family, they're vampire family. Right. Because um, they actually make a point of that, like in the high school, that like most of the kids are dating each other. And they're like, uh, aren't they from the same family? Yeah, but they're adopted. So it's okay that there are five Cullens and four of them are dating each other. Uh, yeah. No. St still a little weird. <laughs> but I guess they want. If I. Let's put it this way. If I adopted a boy and a girl and they started dating in high school, I would take issue with that. Yeah. <laughs> if I yeah, raised like, them. You can't. Sorry. Yeah, that's... But you can't. Um, but yeah, I guess they wanted to cast like one of the Cullens. They wanted this black actor. And Stephanie Meyer was like, no, he has to be white because they sparkle. Why can't a black person sparkle? Good, great question. Can't you put a diamond filter over anyone's face? <laughs> yeah, you probably could. Um, but yeah, because the film is very, very, very white, especially considering it takes place in the Pacific Northwest. It's yeah, it's an it's an ugly movie. Yeah, like oh yeah, it's an ugly. It's movie. It's gray. Yeah, it, it is, is like it Christopher is, Nolan. It's poorly lit. You know, and, yeah. it's it's almost not lit. It looks like it's shot with no lighting, mm -hmm. which. 
you have to be good at what you do to shoot in natural light. Mm -hmm. These people are not good at what they do. I don't know who DP was, yeah. but... Uh, yeah, that's the thing, too. Like, Catherine Hardwick, the, the director of the first one, and only the first one, which should also tell you something. Yeah. Um, she's made some good films. Yeah. She made 13, which was a very, like, powerful film about troubled young females. That was very good. Weren't the last two made by, like... Bill Condon. Yeah. Yeah. The, and and the th third the third one was made by David Slade, the director of Thirty Days of Night. Mm. Um, because even after hearing that, I was like, I might watch that third one, just on its own, on its own because of that. And apparently, people are still like, no, it's not what you're hoping. Um, but yeah, uh, they I don't know what that was. Uh, yeah, apparently they were very micromanaged by Stephanie Myers, which. As an author, good for her for being able to being able to get that level of control over motion pictures, because that usually does not happen. But know your lane. Yeah, your lane is writing shitty books <laughs> mm. that somehow became incredibly popular. Um, and apparent, and it seems like that time is over, thankfully. Yeah, because uh, she wrote just recently a call. It's called like Midnight Sun, or something. It was the Twilight, the first Twilight book, but told from Edward's perspective. Okay. Did not do well. No, I can't imagine. Yeah, I'm like, so you just want me to read the same exact story that I know incredibly well, but from another point of view, which is pretty much what we thought it would have been? No, thank you. Well, and also, uh, the, the people that were really into Twilight, regardless of how old they were at that time, have mm. probably aged out of it. Yeah. You know, so... And it's not like... <sighs> Because I was actually reading another article about um, how streaming has left stuff, let stuff be popular long past when we thought it would be like. They use the example of The Office. The Office sure. is an incredibly popular sitcom among like 20-year-olds right now. Right. Which years and years and years ago could not have happened. Right. Because the show would be off the air. You might catch repeats on like TNT or TBS or something. But I was... still, it, it's, that, that, that show hasn't been on the air for 10 years. I was surprised a couple years ago when, uh, I think it was the first time anything ever came up with, like, the Friends contract, mm -hmm. and how much Netflix was willing to pay for it, and then you, you know, you, you start seeing these stories about how it's largely being driven by, like, college-age women, young, yeah. young women, um, that it's, like, incredibly popular. Yeah. And it's just kind of weird that, like, I mean, yeah, Friends was a huge show. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But, like, that... This would be, like, Cheers being, like, super well-known for people right now, almost, you know? Yeah, it's just, Which it's, it's bizarre. It, it's, it's not culturally significant. You can't... Right, like, you can right. still go into places like Newberry Comics and buy a fuckload of Friends and yes. office merchandise. You can get... I'm sure you can get a Central Perk coffee mug. Yes, you can. Uh... You yeah, can, that's, you can get your Schroot Farms t-shirt. It's like, those are shows that are 10 years, at least 10 years old. There's a kid in the middle school that wears a Schroot Farms sweatshirt oh, every single day. So that kid is cool. Every day. Um, um, so yeah, it's like, while it's possible for young kids to still be like all about Twilight, like you just said, I don't think that's going to happen. I think something else will pick that up. Well, because it's, yeah, it, the the... The like, quality is so yeah. it's so bad. Yeah, you look at that movie and every every special effect in that film looks unbelievably dated. 
and it did probably at the time. At the time yeah. It looked it looked it looked bad at the time. It's really it looks so cheap. It looks and, like such a cheap movie. And considering those movies were making hundreds of millions of dollars and didn't Oh, let's see. Let's see what was the budget of the first Twilight. I can I will forgive the first one for looking like garbage. I won't because it was huge. It was a huge deal that these movies were being made. Yeah. But I'll still forgive it for one film. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll forgive one. Um, trying to find the budget. Whatever it was. The budget was $37 million. And it was poorly spent. $37 million is nothing for a high-profile film. But it's still see that's, most, that's, most romantic comedies yeah. get a budget of thirty million. Well, see, this is this is why it's kind of funny. Is that on one hand, thirty-seven million dollars is not nearly big enough a budget for this type mm-hmm. of movie. But it also looks worse than a thirty-seven million dollar yeah. movie. And it grossed worldwide four hundred million. Yeah. So when New Moon comes out, they should be throwing a hundred million dollar budget at this film. Because if anything, they're like, well, does New Moon look any better? Yes and no. The the werewolves don't look awful. They don't look great, but they don't look awful. They're like Game of Thrones direwolves kind of quality. That's not which terrible. isn't bad. That's not terrible. But again, you've got way more special. You've got way you've got a way bigger budget going in. Um, its budget was fifty million. And it so grew- now now you're in uh, low budget Resident, action film. Resident Evil yeah. territory. And it grossed seven hundred million. Yeah. So you've spent eighty-seven million dollars making two movies, and have grossed a billion, one point one billion. Okay. Well, then surely the third film is is going to get a bigger budget. Surely the third film. Hey Google, stop. Google, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't know what it thought you said, Google, but. Yeah, <laughs> heard you say surely. Uh, Eclipse. Eclipse is the third one. I this believe was, you. This was the one directed by Michael Slade. Let me sorry, David Slade. Its budget. Again, so far they've grossed one point one billion dollars, right? And spent less than a hundred thousand, hundred thousand, hundred million. This one got a budget of sixty-eight million. And worldwide gross was seven hundred thousand again, seven hundred million again. So I think at this point they realize, well, fuck, we can throw... It doesn't matter, right? Yeah, we can throw anything up on screen we want. So much that by part two with, with Bill Condon directing, uh, so the final the final one where they could just go all out. Because at this point they've made $2 billion. Right. Its budget was $120 million. So that's probably the budget they should have had for part two. Yeah. Because this one also, again, had a worldwide gross of $800,000, million. So are you, and once you get into that, so now you're in, like, Fast and the Furious money? Yeah. What was Breaking Dawn Part 1? The only one whose budget we haven't discussed yet, so we gotta, you know. Well, yeah, it's just, like, not completed. Its budget was 110 and still grossed 700 Yeah. So... Overall budgets for all five films were still below half a million, half a half a billion dollars, even though they've grossed probably by this point three billion, three or four billion. 
And it's not the type of, it's like you said, not just that the property has gone by. I can't picture a reboot mm. or someone remaking this. Yeah. See, I would bet the majority of that budget for the last <clears throat> two films went to Patterson and Stewart. Because I bet by that point, they were like, we need bigger paydays. Yeah, maybe. I, but <clears throat> I know a lot of times they screw those young actors. Yeah, uh, but I figure by the franchises. fifth film, they might have been. How but they, like, tie him in. Did Kristen Stewart make for the Twilight series? Oh, see, there was a lawsuit. Yeah, see. <laughs> Yeah, she was paid $2.5 million for the first Twilight. Uh, she got $6 million by the time New, million, uh, New Moon came out. And earned $25 million for parts one and two. So. Still underpaid. Still underpaid. For what they made. Let's see what Robert Pattinson <clears throat> He made $40 million on each of the last two. Oof. Someone has a better agent. <laughs> well, someone's also got a dick. Yeah. So, so so yeah so their budget went to sixty to one hundred and twenty million for the last film, but owed the two main actors sixty five million. <laughs> so now, so they're still spending the same amount of money on the actual film on what's going on the screen. So there, I can't imagine their effects budgets changed much. For those. No, it's so they. It, like I said, I don't I don't think it matters what the budget is. It's still like that first one. I don't care that it was only $37 million. It looks worse than that. I mean, yeah. we've talked a bunch about movies that we've seen that mm. have much smaller budgets that look better. Yeah. Um, it's And, and just, just ugly. An ugly movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So you've got... You've watched New Moon. Yeah, I've got three more still to go. Is, is there a New Moon? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. let's pause to watch the New Moon pitch meeting. Okay. All right, we watched the pitch meeting for... Uh, Again... I've already forgotten the name of the second one. New Moon. New Moon. Because it starts off on a shot of a moon. And not a new moon. It starts off on the shot of a full moon. Yeah. Which is the opposite of a new moon. (laughs) Again. But whatevs. Technicalities. Yeah. Yeah. And and it was kind of wrong because he does agree to make her a vampire in five years. Wait, what? When he says, "I'll, I'll make you a vampire in five years. Why five years? Because apparently that's how long it was going to take to finish the next two books. <laughs> but why in the story, though? I don't know. <laughs> you don't have to hold them to real-world timelines. Why? Because if you made her a vampire immediately, you can't have the remaining two. So you need to wait. I got nothing. It's a fun little adventure and exercise in what should happen versus what really happens. Because at times it feels like just they're literally just rolling a dice to figure out what happens. Yeah, well, well, that's that's the impression that I've gotten from just and I know like I get my the reason I know the story beats the Twilight is from watching honest trailers of it and pitch meetings of it. So and just being alive during when that came out. So (laughs) I I know that they're making jokes of it, but they're still telling you the plot in these things. Like Um, when we learn that, even though I've never read it nor seen it, we know that Jacob eventually falls in love with their baby. Yeah. And imprints on the baby. 
I'm not even sure what That's that right. means. It's to imprint on a baby. Something canine-y. Yeah. Something. Yeah. But the fact that... Well, I guess I can't have you, so I'll just take your unborn daughter when she... Because, again, she also grows up unnaturally fast. Because at, oh, right. at one point, she's like five, I think. Like So, like, WandaVision? Yeah. Because, you know, if that's one thing vampires do, it's age rapidly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, right, exactly. Isn't, it, isn't their whole deal the exact opposite of that? Yes! Um, <coughs> but they rolled a four, damn it, so they have to go with age rapidly. It's just confounding. Yeah. I... I and I, I've watched these, the Twilight specifically pitch meetings multiple times mm-hmm. because it's just every time it's like, it's, it's just like the first time I'm not, I'm just like blown away by yeah. these plot points. Yeah. And um, again, it, it, it's done for comedic defect, but nothing is wrong. Right. Yeah. They're not, they're not making anything up. <laughs> no, everything is correct. So and far. it's the same thing with Honest <laughs> Trailers. They're, they're. Yeah. They're not saying anything that's not in the movie. Yeah, but, I mean, even with all those trailers, sometimes they nitpick the smallest. Oh, thing. yeah, sure. This isn't. No. This is going after big plot points. Yeah. Like when they show up in front of the Volturi and go, well, we're going to have to kill you both. And then when she's like, no, kill me instead. It's like, they just said well, they were going to. are you going to? They're just killing the vampires first because they're the tougher ones to kill. Yeah. Why are they even the, yeah, the that, least bit concerned yeah. about what, what you're you making are doing? is a compromise. It's, right. That's like. That's like the mouse saying to the cat, no, no, kill me. Well, like, yeah, motherfucker, I was going to. Yeah. I'm yeah. just not worried about Their you Their whole right thing now. was, oh, but she's willing to die for them. Oh. What the fuck difference does that make? Yeah. I'm like, you're vampires. Are you telling me this is the first time there's ever been a human willing to die for you? Isn't that what Renfields are all the way through lore of but vampires? Does, but really, <laughs> what st- story-wise, what difference does that make? Okay. Yeah. Because... Again, the Volturi don't end up being on her side, from what I've heard, for the rest of these movies. They're still the big bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I know how it ends. And the fact that, that, like, they mentioned Victoria. She runs through the forest, but... Is she... She was the redheaded one? She was the redheaded one from the first one. Uh, yeah. Was she even, a good one she, or a bad one? Bad one. Even though she constantly shows up, the werewolves always chase her away. At one point, to the Canadian border. I'm like, and they didn't follow her into wow, camp. Did they, they not can't. have their passports? It's just, well, it's just like Logan. Like, yeah. just get us to Canada. Why would that stop them? Yeah, that's not going to stop it. People who are murdering children aren't going to yeah. stop because of a border. Ah, <laughs> oh, crap, the Mounties. Uh, so, yeah, I was always like... And they even discuss it in the film that a werewolf's... Werewolves are basically made to kill vampires. That's their whole purpose. That's their deal. Well, isn't that... <clears throat> Isn't that what Underworld is? Yeah. It's like it's, so it's, the fact like, that it's this, lichens and vampires. Yeah, so the right? fact that this one vampire keeps showing back up and the five werewolves that we know of in the film <clears throat> can't get them. And apparently this was also a, a big point uh, that the Faculty of Horror made. Um, a lot of this lore of that particular Native American tribe, this is their actual lore. Oh, yeah? Like that they're descended from wolves. Yeah. <clears throat> Even though their lore and their basically their whole existence is used throughout these four these four books, five films, that tribe didn't receive a fucking penny. Oh, I'm sure they didn't. <clears throat> Which, again, while legal is unethical yeah. as fuck. Yes. You made their lore one of your like a defining plot point of your work that made you a fucking multimillionaire. Give them some money. Yes. Give them some money. 
You don't have to, but you fucking should. Yeah, the the. It's another white man exploiting them. Way to go. But pe- people's, uh, and I'm, I don't want to get all hippy dippy on you, but people's greed astounds me. Oh, like, I know. Like I know. there's only there's only so much money you can even spend. Mm-hmm. Like, we're you and I are nowhere <clears throat> near it. Never will be yeah. probably, but. Like, there's only so much money you can spend. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you... What are you going <laughs> to do with $100 billion? Yeah, when you hear... When you read stuff like... Jeff Bezos. Bezos could give every Amazon employee a $100,000 bonus this year. Yeah. And still be richer than he was at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. Not that he could still be rich. As rich as he was before the pandemic. Which is one of the richest people in the world. Well, yeah, which is still one of the richest people in the world, even after giving over half his fortune to his wife. Yeah. <laughs> Or ex-wife, I should say. And yet he won't. Like it's, his it's his, so his people still strange. make his still his people still make nothing. Like my desire, uh, my desire to not be looked at as an asshole would be stronger than my desire yeah. to have a hundred billion dollars. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's almost like I wouldn't even really be doing it for them. I would be doing it so yeah. that I don't look like a huge dick. Yeah. Like, and I, you wouldn't even notice. He wouldn't even notice yeah. it. His life would not change one bit. Oh, yeah. They said, like, if you took every... Oh, I can't remember. Person worth X amount of money and took away all their money down to a certain, still billionaire level. Sure. There wouldn't be no more world hunger, no more right. homelessness, no more anything. It yeah. would be... And, and even, like, fucking global warming would be reversed. And they would still be billionaires. Yeah. If these ten people did this. And they it's still so, won't. It's so strange to me. It makes <clears throat> it, it just. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, does, what, does Bezos worry one day that he'll be poor? Right. Again? Yeah. Like, what do you, what do you think you're going to do with it? Yeah. At some point, you, at some point it becomes worthless. Yeah. At, you're worth in the trillions. It's, just, it's, it's, your, it's bananas Your great, 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 great grandkids could still spend money like fucking anything and still be rich based on what you've made and what you passed down. Wild. Yeah. I watched oh. Old Boy. I saw that. Uh, I was air quote sick Monday morning. We call it an MH day. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> Which, legit. <laughs> oh yeah, 100%. I, I, completely legit. Um, I, I wish every fucking person started doing that from now on on days where they're just like, I don't feel I just, fucking right. I just can't Call fucking, in. I just can't do it today. Yeah. And yeah, the and the, the, like, especially my little group of coworkers are like, Certain, we'll even, we'll even, certain groups of coworkers will believe, will wholeheartedly buy into that. Yeah, and we and we'll even because you you can feel the need for it coming on, and we're usually like, hey, I'm going to take an MH day at some point this week. Yeah, be ready. Yeah, because you know we do have those little things that we cover, and we cut we're really good covering for each other. But uh, this week in particular, uh, it was actually good. I took my MH day on Monday. The point of this is that's when I watched Old Boy. Um, because the rest of the week was just horrid. There were, it was like staff Mageddon the rest of the week, so I was subbing in eighth grade English, which that's the worst. Um, and then I did fifth and sixth social studies Friday, which wasn't a whole lot better, but <clears throat> it's really weird when you, because I subbed, uh, I did sixth grade, fifth and sixth grade science for about six weeks before Christmas, and... They were fine the whole time. And this is the exact same set group of kids. But when I did social studies the other day, just them, they act differently depending on what room they're in. It's mm-hmm. really amazing. Uh, I Some of them did things that I didn't 
acted in ways that I hadn't seen them in five weeks of seeing mm-hmm. them every day. They didn't act that way. And I'm like, what are you doing? And it's just that they're in a different room. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> the teacher, the, the teacher the, the, that's in there every day, it, it matters. Like, that's, oh, yeah. It matters when you're not there. Um, but anyway. Uh, so I didn't watch much this week. I mean, I watched we watched Clue and I watched Old Boy, and I think that was it. That's a fun double feature, though. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> it, it, it didn't turn out to be a bet. You not guess yeah. in the ending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I in a weird way I did at the very beginning because uh, spoilers for Old Boy, <laughs> spoilers for this movie that's almost twenty years old now. Uh, I. I thought when he first went in there, I said, oh, I thought, oh, I bet that's his daughter. And then I was convinced that it wasn't. Yeah. Like immediately as, as the, you know, the yeah. conversation went, I was like, oh, okay, this isn't her, his daughter. There's no way but, they'd be letting this happen if it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's. Mm. That, though, is one of the greatest, like, long form revenge stories I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, man, that took some planning and time. Yeah. <laughs> And it even it and it also has the uh, sort of a, a sort of double twist. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Well, not really a double twist, but your your two mysteries are solved mm-hmm. uh, at the end because you're wondering that you're wondering just like the protagonist, what the hell? Why was he locked away for like seven years or however fifteen? 15. Years. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then just let out. Yeah. For those and, of you who haven't seen the movie, the main character is out on like a drunken night with some of his friends. Essentially, he gets kidnapped and locked in a hotel room for 15 years. Right. With no explanation as to why. And then, with also with no explanation, is freed. Right. They just open the door one day. And his whole the whole thing is him trying to figure out what the fuck happened. And it ends up being that it's kind of a... This person that did it to him is, is playing a game with him, mm-hmm. wanting him to figure it out. And the, the whole prison thing, he learns that that is a... You know, a shady com- company for hire, a you know, basically a black market prison. Yep. Um, Someone wrongs you, you can pay to have this happen. Yeah, uh, obviously very illegal, but <laughs> uh, and and the the interesting part of it is is that they also they will treat you, they will treat the prisoner, however, like they kept him healthy, allowed him to exercise. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, fed him, you know, he wasn't like, he wasn't like mistreated. No, he was essentially a hotel guest for 15 years. Um, And he had actually dug his way out. Like, and he, I think he, he had, uh, he says, I'll be out of here next month. You know, he's talking to himself and then they release him the next day. Um, So the whole movie is him trying to figure out, it was, I don't know if I would call it a, 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 it's not a cop out, but like, there were times when I was like, "Why is this person acting this way?" And it's all explained at the end with hypnotism, yeah, uh, and suggestion and stuff. So it does make sense because I was thinking, "Why on of all places would he go to that restaurant?" And it was because it was kind of suge- put into his head over. That was the other thing that was going on for fifteen years is that he was being gassed and hypnotized, uh, and. So that basically he'd been conditioned for 15 years to kind of do and act a certain way once he got out. Like he went to this restaurant where this girl was the waitress and so on and so forth. Uh, I did watch. 
it, it's we talked last week when I said I was going to watch it about uh, a little bit about the Brolin remake, which mm-hmm. was remade ten years after the original. That was twenty thirteen that that came out, and after watching the movie, it's the sort of thing that. Some things don't translate just because of culture. Like mm-hmm. culturally, culturally, and I'm not saying people bang their kids yeah. and, and sisters. <laughs> it's in, okay in, Korea. in South Korea. That's not that's not at all what mm-hmm. I'm saying. But the it's so uniquely. I don't even know. Yeah, you, well, I you, mean, you can get that just from watching South Korean films because. When you're watching American films, these types of films do this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they have right. this tone. They act this right. way. Yeah. These types of films do this. South Korean films are sometimes four to five fucking genres leaped in, leaped in together where Absolutely. characters are like... Because we... I just watched um, Okja yep. this week for the first time. I meant... I, I, was, trying, I was trying to find a time to watch Which it is uh, Bong Joon-ho, the guy who did Parasite. And yeah, there are parts where I'm like... Holy shit, this is a kid's film. Oh, no, this is not a kid's film. Just like The Host. Yeah. Whereas, like, um, oh, well, this is... Nope, nope, this is not that. Holy Jesus. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you just look at the poster, you think, oh, this is, this might be fun to watch with the kids. Uh-uh. Yeah. Um, not when that animal gets raped. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah, it's and it's like, it'll, it'll talk about stuff that kids can understand, then it will go way beyond anything a kid should understand. Right. Um, it, Okja is still a fucking great movie. Jesus, Bong Joon-ho can't make a bad film to save his fucking life. Um, but yeah, it's it's much the same way where you're just like, this is just how things are there. That this, and these types, like these types of film exist with, within one another. I think that, that, yeah, you could just boil it down to not even uh, culture, but down to how they make their movies. Yeah. Uh, they don't compartmentalize to... films the way we do. Because over right. here, if you're going to see an action film, you expect this beat, this beat, this beat. Right. And if somewhere in there, you get some cuddly kid shit, you're like, wait, what? It's almost like if uh, Die Hard was exactly the same, except they were all speaking Korean. Mm. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, why are they speaking Korean in this movie about Los Angeles? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. why is this New York cop? It's that sort of thing. It's that it's almost that overt. Mm-hmm. Where if you try to make that story American, it's just like well, that's not. This doesn't feel right. That yeah. doesn't look right. Uh, these story beats are off-putting. Um, mm-hmm. Again, not the. That's okay to bang your sister and <laughs> bang your sister and then kill her in uh, in Korea, but just the yeah the, the overall tone of the movie and stuff. I I understand. I watched a couple like things that they changed and they didn't really change. I, I, I still a haven't ton. watched it because again, I love Spike Lee movies. I love this movie. I don't want to see Spike Lee do this movie. I had no idea it was Spike Lee until I started watching yeah. the things. Yeah, I, it was that weird little era he had with like that in Inside Man, where he yeah. like made a few films that were just. Different, for not him. what he does. Yeah, he he stepped out of his comfort zone for a little while. I also didn't know. The only thing I knew about it that was that it was Josh Brolin in the lead role. I didn't know that it's Elizabeth Olsen. Oh, is his daughter? I did not know that. So that kind of made it worse. Um, oh man, Thanos is banging the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I and I mean, obviously, I didn't see. I still haven't seen it either. I I I, I can't imagine I will. Um, but 
it makes it even worse in hindsight that like that yeah that just doesn't work but but the story is mostly the same um they did change some things uh but none of the i think it's uh charlotte copley is the oh uh well, the he's, guy he's a skeevy enough dude to pull that off Oh, the, the other thing, the thing that, that threw me on Old Boy for, and it still sort of bothers me, is whether or not it's the case, the revenge guy looks to be a much younger man hmm. than our lead character. Yeah. But they were supposed to be at school at the same time. Hmm. They were contemporary because that's how the whole thing started. Does was, Josh Brolin just look that much older than? Oh no, Brolin? I'm saying oh. in the old, in the original, oh, yeah. in the original. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm tossing that up to one spent 15 years locked in a hotel room, whereas the other is a very wealthy man. Yeah, I Gets guess. Better skincare products. Well, yeah, he, but he <laughs> looks sees, great. He sees sunlight. He appears. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he appears to be like 30, and even before mm. uh, I forget what his even name is, is imprisoned. Like on when you see him on his drunken night, he's clearly a man in his 40s. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, maybe it was, they picked an older actor just so he would look that much more weathered when he came out. Um, but yeah, that threw me for a while. I was like, wait, they were, these guys went to high school together. They look to be, I'm wondering if this will, if, uh, IMDB will show their age. Wikipedia should, if it doesn't. Yeah, but then I have to spell their fucking names. Yeah, I know. Choi Min-sik, yeah, sick, is... He was born in 1962. Which one? And he's the... He's the main character. And the villain was born in 76. Yeah, so, so he, There's a 14-year yeah. difference there. So, he, actually, that's perfect. He's actually in closer in age to the daughter, because the daughter was born in 82. Yeah, so there... Holy crap. That is almost... He was 76, so he's my age. And yeah. Robin was born in 82. Yeah. And she was... Or, or 81, so they're... They're about the same age difference as Robin and I, mm -hmm. as compared. So he was 14 years younger than, uh... I love the parents' guide stuff on this. Sex and nudity. Severe. <laughs> Violence and gore. Severe. Frightening and intense scenes. Severe. It really isn't, though. It's no. not that... And it's... then I love the, when they how they break it down. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, there's a man's bare buttocks. He attempts to sexually assault a woman. Uh, they have sex for 30 seconds. Bare breasts are visibly seen. A man briefly masturbates. Uh, <laughs> and then the very last one. A man tricks another man into playing a video sex tape of him and a young woman having sex. <laughs> oh, there's show more with the spoilers. Yes, please show me more. Well, we were laughing last night because we, we were going to watch uh, Nocturnal Animals. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going to be gearing up to watch that, too, because it keeps popping up on things that I watch on YouTube, and I'm like, i got to have that at some point. I so we, we brought it up on, uh, on Netflix, and it said at the top, it said it had graphic nudity. And I was like, my God, what is graphic nudity? Literally, the movie starts on the what appears to be the naked torso of an old, overweight woman. And I was, and Robin goes, that is what graphic nudity well, is. You know what? This is, I haven't finished the film yet, so it's not going to show up until probably tonight when I finish watching it. But I started watching uh, Afonso Cuero's Roma. Oh, cool. That has a scene of graphic nudity. Um, in it, 
there's a young man, completely naked. I say young man, probably in his 20s. Early okay. 20s, but completely naked, swinging a shower curtain rod around, showing his girlfriend his kung fu styling. Sure. All the while, dick swinging everywhere. Freely. It's a minute long scene at the very least. I'm like, this is probably more dick than I've seen in like <laughs> a hundred <laughs> movies combined. Because usually when there's... Harvey Keitel couldn't match this yeah, number like, Usually scenes. when there is full frontal male nudity in a movie, it's there for about two seconds at most just so you can go, oh look, Ben Affleck's dick. Exactly, yeah. This was, this dude's just letting it all out. All while showing us in like almost a Napoleon Dynamite level of commitment to his kung fu. Um, <laughs> was not expecting that in an arty film. Right. Probably should have. Probably should have. But I wasn't. Actually, I wonder if if Roma listed. I'm going to check now to see if it's listed as graphic nudity. See, now something like that might be considered. That would probably get it. Tastefully. Up. Yeah. Mm. No, I don't know. But I, again, it's in black and white, so it's arty. Right, sure. Um, but that's the type of film that would get something an NC-17 rating. In a heartbeat. Even though it's it, it's flaccid, at the very least. Don't need, uh, to, don't need <laughs> to if you're not going to put it in theaters. Yeah. Yep, sex and nudity, severe. Nice. First one. <laughs> nice. This scene is about one to two minutes. A man performs martial arts routine in the nude before lying on a bed and kissing a woman's head. Full frontal nudity, including his penis, clearly seen for about a minute before he Wait, lies on the bed. Full frontal nudity, including his penis. Well, you also see his buttocks. <laughs> Although there's a brief moment afterwards when pubic hair can be seen. Oh, Graphic. Gross. pubes. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Also, though, if you just go down some more, some kissing. <laughs> <laughs> Are you... Uh... I meant to ask after we were, when we were wrapping up our Twilight discussion, is there any way you would uh, then take on the Fifty Shades series? No. Because those are my favorite pitch You know games. what? I'm saying no, but maybe. Those are... I, I love the Twilight pitch meetings, but yeah. there's nothing better than the Fifty Shades okay. pitch meetings. And as we all know, Fifty Shades of Grey started out as fan fiction of Twilight. Of Twilight, yeah. yes. Uh, it, it's a... It is... It is a worse written. Let me see. Twilight. If those are streaming, I bet. The, I perhaps bet I I'm bet not buying on, those. I bet they're all on HBO. I'm just. I don't know why I said that. Because again, I'm now at the point where I've I've almost seen 100 movies. I know I have seen 100 movies that I haven't watched already wow. this year. Fifty Shades of Grey. All right. Let me see. Because I knew by the third one they do become like a spy thriller. Oh yeah, it's bananas. Well, and it's also, uh, it's, it's like kind of inexplicable too, because there'll be, there's this, uh, they're streaming on Peacock. Yes. Uh, it's almost like a, the way I understand it. They're again, only streaming on Peacock. Peacock bought the fucking rights. Um, it's oh, almost thankfully like it's Peacock premium. Guess who has Peacock premium? Do you really? Yeah. I did just so I could get the, the extended episodes of the office. Cause those have been great. Uh, it's almost like a a B plot that they're like there's this whole spy plot in one of them, the third or fourth one. Okay. He second, also gets in a plane crash at some point second, and it's never mentioned again. The second one is on Peacock. Third one you know what? I'm gonna try to make it a day. Ooh. Yep. I'm gonna try to make it a whole day where I try to watch those. I 
And I think those movies are worse than, than these ones. From what I've heard, yes. Um, but oddly enough, I love Dakota Johnson. Every, everything I've seen her in, I've really liked her in. This will probably be the exception. Well, I think, I, I'm guessing, I mean, they pointed, they pointed out in the pitch meeting, and it's right on, is that Bella is a blank slate so that every girl in the audience watching can attach their personality to her. It's the same exact thing mm-hmm. here with uh, Fifty Shades. Yeah, let's see. I liked her in Bad Times at the El Royale. Liked her in the Peanut Butter Falcon. Liked her in, like, the six seconds she was in the social network. Loved her in Suspiria. Uh, that might be all... Of, oh, Black Mass. I forgot she was in Black Mass. She was good in that. She was in Beastly. Wow. Okay. And Need for Speed. Wounds. She What's was Beastly? good in Wounds. It's the it's um, another one of the uh, like Beauty and the Beast okay, remakes. That's what I okay, so everything I've seen her in, I mean, there's a bunch I haven't seen her in, but everything I've seen her in, I've enjoyed. Yeah. So yeah, this will probably put that right to the fucking test. Yeah. But fuck it, I can't call myself a cinephile if I haven't watched them. But you can though. I can. I can call myself <laughs> you, a smarter cinephile. You absolutely <laughs> can. But if there's one thing that us white middle-aged white male males have proven, it's that we can do stupid shit and be okay with it, yeah. and still be accepted. And still be accepted, yeah. Uh, yeah, those were the only two movies I watched all week. I I, I watched uh, a lot of no, not a lot of TV. I watched in that time period. I watched both episodes of Winter Soldier too. That's been good. Um, I'm I'm loving how that is still much like WandaVision, dealing with grief. Yeah. But dealing with it in a completely different way. Yeah. Because instead of being all internalized and, you know, revolving around family, this is two guys who don't know how to do anything other than be soldiers. Right. So if they're going to deal with grief, it's going to be while soldiering. Yeah. I, and I know it's all, it's also early on in the series, Mm -hmm. but the, the, the back and forth Bicker quipping, I guess I'd call it, mm-hmm. is feels very forced. Like, yeah. I've never... I feel like these guys would have probably gotten along because they're both soldiers. Yeah. They both love Steve. Yeah, it kind of... It feels like the sort of thing that that should be over by now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the fact that Falcon gave up the shield thinking they would just keep it in, like, a museum. It's like, that's, state of, that's a state-of-the-art weapon. They're not yeah. going to keep that in the Smithsonian. It's weird. Yeah, so, yeah. They're yeah. going to give that away. Um, I, I, like it worked. The, the 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 I hate you stuff worked really well in Civil War. Mm-hmm. It should have kind of ended there. Yeah, and then, and I'm sure that's where this is going mm-hmm. to. But we've already done this. We don't need yeah. to the, the. And I don't. And I don't think that Anthony Mackie's very good at it. Yeah. Um. But anyway, his story I'm not as sold on. Because, no. again, I get it, the world ended and people were blipped. That dude should be able to get a big enough loan to buy a fucking boat. He's the Falcon. Yeah. At the very least, up until Civil War, he still was military. Right. He was well, making he was money. VA. He was making money. Yeah. Um, And I get it that, you know, Avengers don't get a salary. But surely he could call up a couple people. I know, I know Tony's dead. You would think there would be some sort of trust set up. At least Pepper. To pay them. I'm sure if he called Pepper and said, hey, Pepper. I need my, a loan. I need a loan for a boat, which again, not even that much. Right. It's not like he's asking for a half a million dollars. 
Pepper, can I have this so my family doesn't, so I don't lose my family's business? Right. I'm sure Pepper would go, there you go, blank check, fill it out for whatever you fucking need. Tony would be happy to give this to you. Right. Um. Yeah. So his yeah, that, that part of the story rang so, incredibly false. Yes, me. that's what I was just going to say. It kind of takes you out of it like, come on, he wouldn't need to do this. Yeah. I get I get what we're trying to do here. And but, again, he's the Falcon. Yeah. The guy knows he's the Falcon. What bank doesn't want to go... We loaned the Falcon. We loaned the Falcon money. $150,000, yeah. Yeah. Um, Guess what? Up here in our commercials, we'll give you that fucking boat. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Any bank is going to do that in a fucking heartbeat. Hey, guess what? We've got an Avenger on our commercial that is going to come out and say, hey, when I really needed the money, this bank gave it to me. Yeah. That's worth more than whatever that fucking boat cost. I do. Easily. I really, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't think of her name. I do really like the actress that's playing... Uh, his sister. I can't remember her name. Either. She's great in everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that whole it was. It's also the sort of thing, and obviously they're they have more time in their own show to get into their, you know, their family life and kind of backstory. But it was it is kind of jarring. That you're like, who are these people now? Yeah. What are we doing? I know. As far as like that stuff goes, I'm way more invested in the Winter Soldiers. Yeah. Where he's trying to make right all the wrongs he committed. And how incredibly hard that must be. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, it's like, oh, it's really sweet he has lunch with this old Chinese guy or whatever. Japanese Japanese, guy. Whatever. That he's like, it's really sweet that he has lunch with this guy every day and looks out for him. Oh, it's because he murdered his kid. Yeah. And can't bring himself to tell him that yet. That's a great storyline. Yeah. That, that I, I can understand his trauma way more than I can understand Sam's trauma right now. Which, yes, generational poverty is traumatic. He should have enough money where that isn't an issue now. Right. Sell fucking Red Wing. <laughs> <laughs> but he can't, because Red Wing yeah. technically doesn't belong to him. Yeah. Um, I like I like where they're going, where they're intru- they introduced uh, Isaiah... Jesus Christ, I'm forgetting his last name now. It's definitely not Jesus Christ. No. Um, but he was in Marvel Comics, the Marvel Comics series uh, Truth. He was the first black Captain America during that long period of time where Steve was on ice. Um, and he was basically, it was essentially like the Tuskegee era. Yeah. Um, which I kind of hope they get into that a little bit because it's dark. Um, well, I think they, I think that that's, I had never heard of this character mm-hmm. and that's immediately, that was what immediately comes to mind. Cause I, so I think they're definitely, that's, that's the, the analog they're trying to yeah. make there. Uh, I, I like Wyatt Russell as, um, the new Captain America. That's who that is. Yeah, that's, that's Kurt Russell's it kid. It took me, I was like, who the hell is At first that? you're like, because I, I, the, for the first episode, I'm like, I don't know who that is. Yeah. And then during the second episode, a couple times where he's like, I'm like, Jesus Christ, he is Kurt Russell right there. Yeah. Um, I, I like him in that role. I hope they go as dark with that role as they did in the comics. I was, and I've, I've actually seen, I saw it online somewhere, I don't remember what it was, uh, but I was thinking the same thing. I thought they were going to I, I thought the, 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 the black sidekick was to point out the ridiculousness of there always being a black sidekick and they never mention it and I was like oh yeah he's another but, character I can't remember his Marvel history at all but he is a Marvel Comics character but yeah I, I was also thinking like oh another black sidekick yeah really I, mm. I thought oh they're only doing this to point out yeah. But they don't. They, I thought they were going to hang a lantern on it, and they did not. Maybe they still will. I don't but know. You got to do that right away. Yeah. You can't. You can't let that linger. It's just. Yeah. 
But again, I like that these episodes are also 45 minutes long. Yeah. Um, for everyone who's complaining that WandaVision didn't have enough action, here, here you go. This is yeah. nothing but action. Yeah. I like the idea of the bad guys are wanting to bring the world back to... Blip status. Blip status when everything was just fucked up. Um, it's very much a story like they had in Brubaker's run on uh, Captain America where it was actually the Red Skull's daughter. Now, was that was that redheaded character? Was the Red Skull star? I don't oh, think okay. I don't think that's what they're going for here because also Crossbones is dead, and one of the other guys, one of the big muscly guys, should be Crossbones, but oh. he's dead, so they can't. Um, uh, Frank Grillo's too busy. Did we were confused at the two new guys? They're just dudes, right? They're not super soldiers. The bad guys? No, no, the the uh, oh. Russell's kid. Yeah, I I'm thinking they might be because but... he should be dead. Oh yeah, like when he jumps off the the truck and lands on the windshield that was of a car going sixty miles an hour, that motherfucker should yeah. be dead. He, he should have also been on the other side of that car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, I think I, I I they haven't made it explicit yet, but I think they've done something. He has, has to. In was the, he in the comics? In the comics line, yes, and he eventually goes insane because of it. Okay. And I think this, the ending of this episode kind of gave us that twinkling, like, okay, something isn't quite right with him. Yeah. Um, he could just be a white asshole. Yeah. But there's something there that's not quite right, so he's going to eventually be a villain. Villain, Just wait. <laughs> I don't know why my mind immediately went, but I was like a bleached asshole. <laughs> um, I do like, it sounds like the next episode they're going to finally bring... Uh, Baron Zemo into it. Yes. Which, again, he's been my favorite Marvel villain so far because he's just a dude who fucked everybody's world up and did it without superpowers. Although, speaking of pitch meetings, when you watch the pitch meeting and have someone <laughs> comically lay out how ridiculous that plan is, it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it, it is comic. It is the number. The but... number of things that had to go exactly right yeah. for Zemo's plan to work is... Very funny when it's laid out all at once. Oh yeah, I'm I'm sure it is. But I again, and he's and he's a villain that's survived. So I also yeah. like him for that reason. Yeah. Uh, I still think. Plus, I love da I love Daniel Bruhl. I think he's a great actor. Yeah. Um, and I was hoping that we would see him again. So I'm glad we are. Um, I'm hoping he sticks around after this series and becomes an even I, bigger bad. Oh yeah, like in the movies, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, he's lined right up for this is perfect for him because mm -hmm. you can't. It's what's hard about comic book stuff in general. I mean, we had this conversation about Justice League. Yeah. Like, what are they going to do with Cyborg now if he can fucking manipulate the nuclear, yeah. uh, the world's nuclear <laughs> arsenal? I, I love during how to disagree with me. They're like, why would you tell him that? See, that's, exactly, that's what I said to Robin Like yeah. when we were watching. I was like, they, they kind of fucked Cyborg Why here. would you tell an angry 18-year-old that he can launch nuclear yeah. weapons now? He was clearly not in the best frame of mind after <laughs> yeah. you just replaced most of his body. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, by him, the let, way, let him know he can end the world. You're in the most powerful being in the world. Uh, just FYI, yeah. uh, how about a thanks, Dad? You know, <laughs> like, why are you telling him this? Uh, but they kind of uh, you can't you can't have anyone bigger than Zemo, or you just rip Falcon in half. Yeah. Like you know, if it was uh, any bigger, bad. Um, yeah, because I mean, just these super soldiers are fucking him up pretty good. Yeah. Well, that, that, and that's the other thing with, that's my issue, that was always my issue with him becoming Captain America, it's like... He's still a dude. He's still just a dude. Yeah. 
uh, if you get backhanded by someone into a fucking brick wall, I don't give a shit what shield you're holding. <laughs> Your insides would be goo. I do love that part, though, like when they're getting ready to storm the, the van. Or yeah. The trucks and uh, Bucky's like, I'll just got a bionic arm. I'm just going to go in. Yeah. <laughs> and, yep. And Falcon's like, I can't do that. Yeah. So it's... It's hard to have your Hawkeyes and your Buckies and, mm. hell, in some cases, even your Batmans mm. when you've got gods flying around. Yeah. Uh, you can't have... It's hard to have Vision and Falcon in the same thing. Yeah. Uh, it's funny, because that's one of the things when we, we'd be talking about... Um, Crisis on Infinite Earths, Batman's barely in it. Because, again, it's way beyond him. Yeah. And then, like, the one scene he does show up towards the end, they're like, Batman, what do we do? We don't have powers. He's like, we're just here to lend him support. <laughs> I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> we needed to have Batman in the book, so just have him say straight out, we're useless here. Yeah. We're just going to give him hope. Good job, Bats. <laughs> Although, usually, uh, in a lot of the Justice League the animated stuff, it's usually... He has. It's the plan that did it. It's yeah. Like in Apocalypse, he. I mean, he basically takes down Darkseid by kind of bribing him, bribe tricking him into. <laughs> and you know, because it's it would be ridiculous that Batman beat him up. Yeah. You know that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about we're talking about comic books with superheroes and gods and stuff, but you've got to draw the line somewhere. Exactly. Like that doesn't make any fucking sense yeah. in the rules that you have set up. Mm-hmm. Um, why wouldn't Darkseid just rip him in half? <laughs> like uh, King Shark. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. Well, that's all I've really got for this week. I've watched yeah. a few other things, but it's nothing I need to really talk about. Hopefully next week won't be as nuts, and yeah. uh, I'll be able to watch a couple things. I, you have spurred me into uh, into watching Oja. It's been on my list for how... It's worth it. Yeah, well, whatever year it came out is when it's, since it's been on my list, so... I'll get to that. <sighs> Uh, but yeah. Cool. Good luck, children. Thanks. Till next week.